What's up, crew? It's Monday. It is time to go after those goals, go after those dreams, go fulfill those aspirations much harder with much more zeal. That's my word of the week than we have in the previous weeks. I'm Paul Artali, for those who don't know, and I am here with another message. Before I get going, quick shout out to remember to like, share, subscribe, and to leave any comments on my messages, and I will be sure to get back to you and even give you a shout out here on the weekly message. Now, this week, I want to give a quick shout out to my man, Ken Baker. Ken said the last lesson of the concept of legacy really resonated for him. And Ken, if you don't know, is a lifelong martial artist. He is literally one of my senseis. And he is uh, just dedicated himself to multiple martial arts and really is the epitome of growth. When I think of growth, I think of Sensei Ken Baker. And he said in the martial arts, quite often people chase degrees and ranks, but they don't always look at the journey or they often forget the journey and I kind of laughed and thought, that's sort of true because whenever I tell people that I've studied martial arts, almost one of the first things that comes out of my mouth sometimes is, oh, I'm a third degree brown belt. Or that is the first question people ask me. Oh, you studied karate many years. What rank do you have? But I love that, Ken, that the idea of, listen, we have to look at what we've learned. And what I love about martial arts as an analogy in general, before I get going this week, I just want to say this is that true martial arts, like many art forms, is about continuous improvement. It's about constantly growing and evolving versus achieving something. And that's uh, that's the mindset that you get from that. This week, this is what I want to talk about. This is the inspiration for my message. It's talking about the problem with your problems. Okay, Here is the problem with your problems. And this came out of, honestly, just a week filled of customer service disasters and conversations with potential clients and just people in, in, in different seminars I've been giving over the last uh, 10 days. they just It all sort of just came to a, a, a nice frothy head and I wanted to discuss it today. And it's the idea that, yeah, we all have problems, but here's three points when I, we're talking about problems today that I really want to marinate on. And, and the first, and the most one of the most important ones here is that Anyone can be stellar when things go really well and when things go perfectly. Pretty easy, right? I mean, if you're in a business of any kind and you, in your mind, listen, when we all set up a business, we all have, in our mind, the way it should run, right? From the time someone walks through the door or emails us to the time where they pay us and and everything else, right? There's a sort of perfect ideal. Someone likes me. They like my podcast. They buy my book, available on Amazon.com, The Two-Year-Old's Guide to Work-Life Balance. Uh, and, and so you go, you know, they buy the book. Great. I made the sale. Everyone's happy. But what happens, okay, what happens when there's a problem? What happens when that ideal situation has an issue with it, when someone challenges the ideal or something in the ideal goes wrong? How do we deal with that? And that's the first point, right? Anyone can be awesome when things go right. And I'm not and I'm not saying that just doesn't mean that like the ideal world, but like when everything's falling into place and going according to your plan, it's easy to be awesome at it. And honestly, you should be awesome at things when they're coming ideally into your plan because I've 
had some encounters where even in the ideal situation where I'm saying, I want to pay you money, some organizations had issues with doing that and what I would consider a efficient way. But so anyone can be really good at that. But what happens when there's a problem? See, when there's a problem to your ideal, when there's a challenge, that tells you the type of person you are and the type of character you have and really how willing you are to grow and be vulnerable in that moment because there is a level of vulnerability and we don't like to be vulnerable in general. It's a skill that many of us struggle with. And I'll give you a quick example for this, all right? My son just had, well, I didn't just have, a couple of months ago had a birthday and we bought one of his gifts through eBay. And this, you know, his birthday came and went. We still hadn't received the gift. Now, at the time of purchase, the vendor was amazing. Great communication. We made the purchase. Fantastic. We got the, the U.S. Postal Service tracking number. He even checked in after a couple of days to see if we had any other questions, how things were going. And it was all great until about six or seven days after the fact that the package had not arrived. We contacted the vendor. The vendor said, that's odd. Wait a couple more days. Maybe it'll show up. We waited a couple more days. It didn't show up. We contacted the vendor and said, hey, on your end, can you do anything since you made the purchase with the postal service? He said, eh, let me check about that. A couple days later, came back, said, I called the postal service. They said, there's nothing they can do. We said, well, we paid for this gift that my son was supposed to get on his birthday well before his birthday it hasn't come what are our options here and the vendor said listen i made a call to the postal office they said we can't do anything about it i'm sorry this is on you this is your problem not mine okay so we did a couple things number one we contacted the postus, the postus office, the postal office. I'm going to leave that blip in there, by the way. We contacted the post office. They told us that it wasn't lost. They just didn't know where it was. Okay, whatever that means. Uh, they they tried to talk to us. We contacted eBay. They gave us a, a procedure. They gave us all these pieces. And one of the things the post office said to us was that uh, we're going to keep an eye out on, on it for you. Again, whatever that means. I'm sure they were frantically looking in their warehouse for our, our gift. But they said, you know, the vendor can put in a request with us and essentially get the money refunded and you would get refunded. And basically we could nullify the entire transaction. And if it shows up, then we can talk about what to do next. And we brought this information to the vendor and the vendor said, I told you to stop contacting me. This issue is resolved in my books. It's easy to be stellar when things go according to plan but when they don't that's when we find out who you really are quick example on this one uh the gift that ended up coming to us by the way not no thanks to the vendor uh, several weeks later but recently i just had my deck uh, renovated a little bit and then restained uh, for for rain uh, to prevent rain damage and the uh, the contractor i hired good guy really enjoyed his 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 process came in very quickly painted my deck and left and we noticed after about a week we well actually i should say after a couple of days we noticed that the the paint job was really not was not evening out so i called him up and i said you know, Steve, I need 
the paint's not uh, the, the stain is it's like half my deck is one color half is the other steve said give it two days if it still doesn't even out give me a call i i, I had a bad taste in my mouth from 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 the ebay vendor i know how this wait a little bit and, and then we'll see how it goes i know i know where that what that game looks like two days later nothing had really changed i called them up i said steve my deck is still two-toned and i feel like part of it after a recent rain shower really withstood the water the other part absorbed it steve said not a problem i'll be there tomorrow i'm very sorry but we will fix this true to his word the next day steve was there at 10 a.m he himself not his crew he himself restained my deck made sure it was evened out and before he left he said i think that should be good enough are you pleased i said yes i am he said if there's any more issues you let me know i'm sorry about that i don't know what happened but i want to make sure you're happy Easy to be really good when there's no problem. But Steve versus that eBay vendor, two different ways of looking at a problem where and, and their reactions to that problem. So that's my first point. Here's my second point, second part I want to talk about. Are you in denial? When I work with coaching clients, specifically with those who want to improve their public speaking and their presentation skills, I love working with people making their presentations better and really helping them unleash their message out there to the world because each of you has a message that needs to be heard and I would love to help you with that. But when I work with some, they, they sometimes I find like they're in denial. They don't want they don't want education, they want validation, right? Because the minute I might mention something they need to work on or to look at something differently or to identify a weakness, they sometimes uh, clients some clients will will kind of ignore it or argue with me or try to focus on something that they do really well. They're essentially in denial. I'll say something like, you really shouldn't, you know, do do it this way. You should really consider this because your audience is a group of, let's say, finance professionals. They are going to really understand your analogy from this perspective. Or, you know, maybe you should consider visual aids. You're, you know, I had one client, fantastic storyteller. I said, you might want a few visual aids in there because, trust me, I've made from my own experience the mistake of just trying to spellbind everybody with my fantastic storytelling abilities and me on stage for 45 minutes is as beautiful as that might be to look at. You need something to contrast your story. You might need a few slides or props or something. And that person kind of denied that, right? And so are you in denial of, of what your, your issues are? If someone brings up an issue to you, are you just going to try and shuck it off? Like, hey, it's not me. It's not my problem. I don't think that applies. You know, the issue isn't what you're criticizing, the issue is that you're wrong in your criticism. If that's your default reaction to criticism or to when things go wrong, that to blame someone else or to blame the system or try to coach it in, in misunderstanding, then you have to really take a look at how you react to the problems. So don't be in denial. My third and final point has to do with that, right? It's in denial, but can you take criticism, right? Can you take the criticism? There's one thing to say, you know, when you get the to just deny the criticism and just pretend like it doesn't exist. But there's another point that when you're giving criticism, can you actually stand there and take it and process it and try to learn and grow from it? And trust me, I know this from my own personal experience. You know, over the, the years, I've, I've competed in the World Championships of Public Speaking. And with that process, if you don't know, those are five to seven minute 
inspirational speeches typically that you give and it's a competition and 35,000 people compete roughly every year. And in that process, especially for me, is I get, I practice that speech in front of a lot of different audiences and to get feedback. And I really value that feedback, knowing that not all feedback is equal, not all of it will apply to me, but I really go in with my heart on my sleeve to receive it. Now, one of I, I'm used to getting criticism, and I've, I've developed ways to deal with it. It's not always easy. I'm very competitive by nature, and any criticism from me or, or to me often I, I have to resist the urge to try and win the argument because that's how I'm wired. But I'm self-aware, and I know that, so I'm really good at not making that happen too often. But you know, one of my, my biggest critics is my lovely wife, Sherry, and I will record many of my uh, practice runs, almost all of them, to be honest. And then one particular year when I was competing, I sat down with Sherry and said, I want you to watch this latest run. I want you to let me know what you think because you haven't seen my updates to the speech. And Sherry watched it and one, one performance in particular, and she came back and said, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I said, what do you mean? She goes, you have no energy. I said, well, I was tired. You know, I've been doing two or three of these a day for a couple of weeks. I'm really tired. And she said, you have to learn how to channel your energy on a consistent basis. You learn, have to learn how to focus it. The fact that it was you were tired and that there was five people in the room it makes no difference. Your performance should be stellar every single time you deliver that speech. And I wanted to fight her. I couldn't deny that there was a problem. She was right. The energy was low. I didn't deny the problem. And I wanted to fight her. I want to say, listen, you don't understand that this is my process. I wanted to fight her and say, listen, so what? I might have really sucked once or twice. But look, these other, I could show you 10 or 12 that were really good performances. It didn't matter. I had to listen to her feedback. And I had to internalize that. And essentially, in, in, in that case, say, you're 100% right. I need to bring it every single time. And when you are... Not good at taking criticism when someone identifies a problem. To me, that is an inability or an unwillingness to want to bring it every single time. I can't tell you how many times when I used to coach college football that certain players that couldn't take criticism were also the ones that couldn't bring it on a game day all the time. They could not consistently do it. Why? Because there was always an excuse. So whatever your problem is, once it's identified, can you take the criticism, analyze it objectively, use what you know to be true, or work towards getting better on what you know to be true, and moving forward? If you can do that, the problem with your problems won't be a problem at all. That's the message for this week. Remember to like, subscribe, leave your comments, share this message with everyone that you think it would benefit. I just share it with everyone in general. And I will see you all next week. Have a great week. Go conquer those goals. I'll see you Monday.